Welcome to our special Thursday's edition of Spash Play. Splash Play? Am I already <laughs> off to this kind of start right now, Spags? We do have Thursday night football. We'll be building some lineups with some special guests. What else do we have on tap today? We're going to do the NFL news catch-up. Of course, it is time for the low-probability crystal ball where we were both looking to our individual crystal balls and find some low-probability outcomes that we're hoping happen this weekend. We will talk some Thursday night football, Jags, Bengals, a, a delightful one to tune into later. And, of course, this is Spash Play, according to Pete. So we're going to have a great episode, as we always do. So please hit that Spash Play intro, Pete. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And we are here with you once more on this Thursday, this fine Thursday, I'll say, to talk about some Thursday night football and all the stuff we teased up top. And I am Chris Spaggs, joined once again by the man you know and love. He's Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, it is starting to feel like fall here in New England. Got to wear uh, a hoodie today, running some errands earlier, so uh, I'm doing good. That's good. Yeah, that's you look very comfy and cozy, like a man who's who's ready to be, I would say, maybe overwarm in the rights in the you know different scenarios out there, because that's what happens in L.A. We're all wear this hoodie out to walk the dogs. And at the start of the walk seems like a genius idea. And by the end of the walk, I'm sweating profusely and wanting to die. And I just like that's the awkward part of the season here. It, it yeah that is uh you, you got to balance it you know but no one feels bad for you in LA the fact that you could end up sweating uh because it's so nice out does truly sound miserable specs yeah it'll be when i'm complaining about the cold at the end of this splash play season when i'm back in the the east coast in a few months or i guess a month and a half now uh then i will have all the complaining uh to do and i will i will definitely leave it on this show oh, all yeah. the weather complaints <laughs> when are when are you moving uh, mid-November. So I, we have to figure out what we'll do for shows that one week, but I'm going to be driving across the country. It'll be spags across America. After I did that a few years ago, I actually met some people that had followed me through social media or through Barstool. Um, I might do that again. I depends how frisky I'm feeling. I guess COVID makes that a little bit tougher, but I feel like Pete, if you went across the country, you would have people that would want to meet you in every single city you stopped in on. The question is if I would want to meet them, Spags. That's the question. <laughs> that's true. I don't even know if you want to meet me. <laughs> that's, that's the tough part for all of us. We appreciate you guys tuning in here. Of course, we are great friends, even though <laughs> even though my insecurities about Pete wanting to hang out shine through there. We appreciate you guys for being here with us. Of course, make sure to check out footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. This show is presented by them, and they're doing great data over there for you guys to help understand the game on a higher level. So when you're deploying your fantasy projections, your, your run the Sims projections, anything out there, or just using the Football Outsiders projections, you know how the game is going to look according to DVOA and all the other advanced metrics. So go footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and get in there for just $5 a month. It'll be a big asset to what you're doing out there. And Pete, let's talk about, uh, I guess, my my one faux pas to start here in our NFL news catch up. Monday, the Millie Maker, as we all know, if you're playing on DraftKings every Monday and Thursday night football recently, I think maybe Sunday night too, but I think that one might be 500K, but some big tournaments. And Pete, I don't know if you saw this one because it was a little bit late on the East Coast, but I finished in uh, the top 35 there of the Millie Maker with a lineup, Dalton Schultz at Captain, a heroic one. And you could see there the difference was C.D. Lamb not getting anything going, Jalen Rager slightly outscoring him. And Pete, like, the engagement on the suite was right there for me with the one, the time I won 50 K in NBA. And I think it's an interesting, the psychological thing, because I'm sure you've seen ones with your wins. And sometimes when you tweet uh, some of your shameful losses as well, 
But like people were really vibing with this one. The CD Lamb complaining about CD Lamb, complaining about being in awe of my lineup, asking me questions about Dalton Schultz. It was a really interesting hodgepodge reaction to this this failure of mine. Yeah. Okay. A few questions. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Nice lineup. How? So it looks like first place was what there were. It was duped like four or five times, five times. Yeah, so my, mine would have been duped, I think, 30 times. But my estimate was it would have been like a 50 to 75K hit because of the okay. million, obviously, and then all the other spots that roll up. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I've noticed that similarly, too. I uh, And I think psychologically here, um, people people will be very happy for you when you have big hits. But they also like feeling that similar feeling of like, we came so close, but it didn't work out. Like there's this shared thing where that's relatable. And I've noticed like when I do my bankroll challenge videos on Monday and you know, the weeks I lose, you know, people like tilting alongside you, like, Hey, we all brick. And then I noticed when I won, like I did this week, boy, are people antsy. People are tilting a word I put in my thumbnail because they said it doesn't mean what it means. Someone corrected my uh, pronunciation of asterisks. Uh, he was upset with that. So people get real testy when you win. And it's like, I could just tell you lost if you're nitpicking my pronunciations here. So it is an interesting psychological thing. Yeah, I'm happy to take the engagement of being a lovable loser. I do think that game in particular was kind of sad because at the end, if you were watching that game, Cowboys took Dak out. They took uh, most of the starters out. But CeeDee Lamb, because of his braids, because of the, the jersey numbers, Noah Brown can look a lot like CeeDee Lamb in the, the final drive of a, a Cowboys game that meant nothing. <laughs> and I was like, just one fucking screen pass to CeeDee Lamb and we're good to go. And Pete, that screen pass did not come, whether it be to Noah Brown or to CeeDee Lamb. How many, uh, how many teams did you have in this contest? I think 10. So I, I do, I do lower entries. I never max out. Cause I, I might've talked about this in some awesome shows. And I think on our show too, I got fucking crushed max entering uh, after I won M NBA and like had great lineups and whatever was doing well. Some of them were bubbling up and getting close, but you cannot spend three K a night on these like that to me, unless no. you are an awesome, you're a brick. You're these guys who've been doing it for years and years. Like that will hammer you. If you were just, you know, a person who's doing pretty well. Uh, can we talk about your avatar here? Yeah. Follow me. I mean, it's not, it's not that like I think that's bad that you're using it for self-promotion. It's just like very hard to read. And I wonder how effective it is as a promotional tool. Spags. So I didn't get any retweets of that. I got like maybe one or two, but nothing that noteworthy. I did pick up 50 followers on Monday night. So I don't know if it was just like people seeing it algorithmically. So I want to believe it's my branding working. Uh, candidly, I just switched it over when I left Osmo because I just felt like I don't want to wear it. Like I, I felt like it would be like a guy leaving their high school football team and then continuing to wear the jersey around town. Um, so I, I switched my avatar and yeah, like it's self-promotion and maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't Pete. You, you won't know until you try and switch off your, your beloved fantasy counselor. <laughs> no, I'm never changing that. Uh, I, well, no, I, I'm surprised now that you're not going to wear the, uh, the edge brand there, the beloved sponsor well, in your employer. Yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense. I guess. I don't know. We, we don't have an avatar program. I suppose I could, but at the same time, Pete, at the end of the day, we all know it's about number one here. It's not about, <laughs> all right, let me, let's see if we could, uh, try to zoom it. Oh, the zoom doesn't. Oh, here we go. The zoom is funky with the uh, the image. So oh, I, yeah. I was going to try to zoom all the way in. I think we got to work on your avatar game. I think <sighs> even Chris, even if you just got rid of like the logos and you just had text as big as possible, maybe diagonally that said at Chris Spags, 
people know what it means. I'm just trying to maximize your billboard exposure going forward. No, I appreciate it. My, my girlfriend who works in social media full time and is actually starting a new job as an associate creative director at an agency for uh, that does Ted Lasso and some other stuff. I'm probably giving away too many details, but very proud of her and excited for that to be part of our lives. Um, she's giving me some advice too. And Pete, you're a savvy social media person. So I'll take whatever free advice there is. And and maybe I'll even do a little workshop and on Photoshop. Maybe I'll take this to heart and do it in the Deposit Kingdom GPPs that are filling alarmingly fast now, I need to say. Yeah. Uh, again, I need to give my usual PSA of the recurring contest one that says week two GPP. Do not enter that one. I need it to die. It will die after this week if it doesn't fill. Uh, the link does get posted early in the week. And if you're a member of the league, you'll get the notification each week for that. So 200 man, $10. I, it is on my to-do list to hound someone at DraftKings to see if they can help me get a bigger private contest going. So we'll see. Yeah, I feel like now that they don't have the DFS edge that used to do the rake-free one. I feel like the Peter Overs at rake-free one might be a move, though. Um, I don't know how that works with your other branding opportunities, but I think they should take advantage of it and give give Pete's people some free money. Give our people and Pete's people some free money. That's what I'd say. Um, and of course, we appreciate you guys out there. Today will be the day where we have our first guest from our contest on from our podcast reviews. And we're going to keep doing that every week. So make sure to give us five stars and review on Apple Podcasts, whether you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening in podcast form. Just help us out. Do that on there. Funny reviews we will read at some point and we'll have time on the show to do it. But we will get you guys in, give you a golden ticket to be on here on Splash Play like our two guests will be coming up in about 20 minutes. Pete, let's talk the NFL news, though. Tonight, T. Higgins going to be out once again for Cincinnati. I feel like the thing I need to say, Jamar Chase is jumping out to me in a major way. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But Higgins being out again, you're starting to get worried. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer, but it makes sense on the short week that they weren't going to rush him back because now he can get an additional, you know, 10 days rest until they play next time. So that makes sense to me. I'd much prefer as someone who drafted a ton of T Higgins that he sits these two weeks out and gets healthy as opposed to, you know, coming back limited and risking re-aggravation. So uh, yeah, a bit of a bummer, but I think the right move for his kind of overall outlook this year. And honestly, I mean, we'll see how the game goes, but it feels like they probably don't need T. Higgins to get by Jacksonville, given what we've seen so far. And again, Jamar Chase, being somebody will be heavily coveted, I think, in our, our DFS line of bill coming up for Thursday Night Football and the Showdown Contest. The Giants wide receivers Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard reportedly unlikely to play on Sunday at New Orleans. Uh, Pete, you have been beating the Darius Slayton drum, and this year he actually has had some moments. Sterling Shepard, probably a few more. But this could open up Colin Johnson as a value play, maybe of some interest. It feels like there's something potentially here maybe the Kenny Galladay breakout day we've been waiting for who knows maybe even Saquon gets going a little bit more but how are you feeling about the Giants guys including your beloved Darius Slayton potentially being out again yeah I I honestly feel like got to give Daniel Jones some credit I mean Slayton and uh Shepard were two of his kind of main targets here for a while while Galladay gets up to speed and yeah they're just really limited right now with their their weapons so uh they're a tough team to handle i do think whatever i think of the giants and i think of i think of like the daniel jones style like the mitch trubisky style with the bears were like twice a year they just go absolutely nuclear and they win someone a million dollars so it's just knowing what week that is going to be but yeah i i think this offense is going to get better with Saquon really coming along now. We saw him make a huge leap from last Thursday uh, to this Sunday just in his usage. Uh, he's back to kind of full-blown bell cow status, so if that can take a little heat off of Daniel Jones, these guys can get healthy. I think they'll be fine. 
in the workload, it does seem like Saquon increasing week by week, which is what you want to see from a guy coming back from injury. Um, another injury that's out there to a running back, James White going to be out for the year with his hip issue. Uh, Pete wrote in the Fantasy Life newsletter, J.J. Taylor and Brandon Bolden filled in for White last week after he left the game, combining for 43 offensive snaps, though Bolden was pretty clearly the preferred option of the two. Uh, Pete, on the year, your numbers also your take for Fantasy Life, as it's always going to be the case in the, the great work Pete does on there, so make sure you subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, but Pete, they are you know pretty close in terms of the target it's overall Brandon Bolden running more routes per game. And I do feel like I wouldn't you know, expect either guy to get the full James White workload. It does feel like these guys are both functionally going to be like 0.55 James White and 0.45 James White. Yeah, to me, I mean, Brandon Bolden is like, he might be uh, the most tenured uh, Patriot at this point. He's been on the roster forever. They trust him on special teams. They trust him in passing situations. Basically, when any of their running backs over the years have had an injury, he's just stepped in mid-game, and they know they can rely on him not to make mistakes. I did think it was interesting that he played ahead of J.J. Taylor. Uh, with Ramondre Stevenson not active, though, I think Ramondre is the most interesting because he looked legitimately explosive and really good in the preseason. He did have his mistakes. You had the running backs coach, Ivan fears say stuff like, you know, he's got a long way to go. He's not ready, but it's clear that they like his talent and they believe in it. I do expect him to be active this week. And I think if you are just purely chasing upside, like if the thesis is JJ Taylor and Bolden are going to split some white stuff. I mean, that's not true too attractive. I mean, white's valuable because he's getting all the pass catch work. Ramondre's profile and, and Pat Corain, uh, our buddy over at ship chasing, he pounded this drum all through the offseason as far as from a prospect standpoint that Ramondre was a really good pass catcher in, in college. So when you kind of extrapolate his explosiveness and his ability to catch the ball, to me, he's the most tantalizing from a pure upside standpoint to where if things click for him, I do think he's the most talented of these guys. And then the other wrinkle is the team does not trust Damian Harris in pass protection. And in third downs, you can see it by the usage. His role did not expand when White went out. And there was even uh, one of the local beats even said, flat out said, it wasn't even a rumor. It's just like the team does not trust Damian Harris. So I think this, this role right here to take James White and then a little run extra for Ramondre if he gets some rush work is, is really interesting to me. It's a Sunday night football game, so it won't affect the main slate. That is going to be a big one coming up. We'll just talk more about in a second. But um, something to keep in mind for those showdown builds that I think Ramondre Stevenson getting targeted a good amount when he's on the field. He's not, obviously not running a lot of routes so far this year, but getting targeted 50% of the times he's been running a route, getting a touch 40% of the time he's on the field for a snap. So definitely somebody to keep in mind if he does end up active for Sunday night football. Other news, Josh Jacobs back in the field to practice in some form to me, Pete. Uh, he was one of the guys to stay away from best ball. I think we actually talked about that on the show. Uh, Peyton Barber's been looking pretty good for him. Kenyon Drake has been looking good in the past game, probably not as a pure running back. It's so like Josh Jacobs coming in. You might have to play him to, if you did draft him in a season long league. But at this point, I just, I do not trust Josh Jacobs at all, even though Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake, again, looking good behind the exact same offensive line. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's it's wild uh, Barber's usage just because I think we all assumed Kenyon Drake would kind of be the fill in there after they brought him in in free agency. Uh, but yeah, you never know what Gruden's going to do with this running back usage. Barber was, I think, one of the better waiver wire ads this week. Uh, Drake was still involved in the past game a bit, but yeah, you can't deny Barber's usage there. Uh, and then that game, it's supposed to be one of the best games this week on, I believe it's Monday Night Football, right? Um, uh, I think yeah, it's Chargers. Football, yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, I was in the newsletter today. We ran Sam Hoppins charts. Sam does great work uh, for us at Ship Chasing, also over at 4 for 4. And I believe those two teams combined for the most expected plays, their average plays so far. So when you put them together, a lot of plays, a lot of points. So Barber could be in line for another good game. And yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm down on Josh Jacobs. I was down on him heading into the season, even at his kind of price tag. And uh, the injuries certainly don't help his cause. Another important injury situation to watch. Josh, uh, Justin Field, excuse me, is going to be back practicing uh, so far this week. Andy Dalton's been limited before they play Detroit. And this spot to me is an important one, Pete, because I think we a lot of people are going to be jumping off that Justin Fields train after the poor effort that he had last week versus Cleveland. Now facing Detroit is a much more beneficial matchup in every possible way. Uh, this is one to me where whoever ends up starting, I think you have to have a little bit of exposure to for those main slate lineups. But how are you feeling about this one? And I guess... How, do you think that there's a chance that Andy Dalton comes in once again to ruin Justin Fields season or really his chance of just at least looking passable after being so bad last week? Yeah, the, you know, Nagy, he, he loved, I mean, how many times has Nagy said, if, if uh, Andy Dalton is healthy, he will be our starter. Like that's, that's his favorite go-to phrase. Uh, obviously Justin Fields hasn't necessarily helped his cause. You know, if Justin Fields comes out and has a, an incredible showing against the Browns and doesn't get sacked, you know, every other play, maybe the team's hand is forced. But when you consider that he got banged up a little bit, didn't perform that well. Granted, it was a super tough matchup. Nagy is just enough of a donkey that he's going to go right back to Andy Dalton. So it's a little disappoint, uh, disappointing that we have to kind of delay this runway for Fields because I do think similar to like Lamar Jackson, his rookie year, we've referenced uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, where these guys come in late towards the end of the season, they get acclimated but they have such a high floor because of their rushing. And then things really start to click when they get comfortable. I wanted as long enough of a runway for fields as possible this season to where he could be smashing during the fantasy playoffs. And now that might be on hold a little more. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take your lumps as a young player, really in any sport. I mean, we talk about a lot with the NBA too. Sometimes these guys start slow and then, you know, the usage is there, the opportunities there. That's the case with a QB as well in the NFL. And I think I would love to see Justin Fields just get a chance, especially against a weak opponent to kind of earn the job. But if Andy Dalton comes in and has a competent game, you could see him definitely hold fields at bay more. And this is really the spot to do it. Uh, no Gronk or Gio Bernard practicing for the Bucks so far. Antonio Brown back off the COVID list for the Sunday night football main event versus new England. So some injury news there, Pete. And I also, cause the Sunday night football game, I think is really interesting. And I feel like it's not getting a, as much media attention as you'd expect, given the return of Belichick, I guess the Patriots book from Seth Wickersham came out. So there's been some headlines about that, but I, I don't know if you, saw pete the adele hello commercial for this one but one of the best sunday night football commercials i think there's ever been no i i did i didn't see this I, I i've mentioned this on shows i haven't been watching a lot of football or when i do watch it the tv's on mute uh outside of red zone so no fill me in so it's basically it's like the Tom Brady returning to New England and it's like a lot of like slow motion kind of things. But it's Adele like singing hello from the other side. It's like Tom Brady and it's the Bucks and it's like it really feels like epic in a way. And it kind of reminds me of the when she did the James Bond theme. But there's like something real. I There's some magic to this game where, you know, it's not, you know, it's obviously a Super Bowl champion. But New England and the national consciousness, I feel like a little bit lower this year with Mac Jones, maybe not looking that great, though. Maybe have some better fantasy days coming based on what we talked about on Monday's show. But I just feel like Pete, like is a marquee matchup, like for the human drama element, like this could be one of the highest rated ones of the season. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for that game. I agree. I think it will. Uh, I think it'll be a good one. I kind of wish it was on the main slate just because I like having, you know, access to uh, to those kind of games for DFS. But yeah, that'll be a fun one to uh, to play showdown on for sure.
Uh, we got some more news to run through before we get to numbers. Don't lie and get our, our viewer guests on here. Zach Berg and Rupesh are going to be joining us. Our first golden ticket winners from the Apple podcast review game that we're doing. Uh, but Eric Johnson, the chat saying Justin Fields sucks. I don't get what people see in him. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be the college priors and the pros so far. If you're looking at that small sample size, he does suck. But even still, there's glimmers of things that look good. The rushing 10 times in a game and a shortened you know, stint there when Dalton was hurt, I think is one thing you can point to that Pete did uh, point to last week in his ride or die pick with Justin Fields. But I think in the spot, like the college numbers, he was the best deep ball thrower. He was the most agile. He was a guy that wasn't relying on yards after catch. He was just getting guys the ball downfield. That's what you hope to see in the pros. There's an adjustment and all that, but... I think Pete, like anybody who says that field sucks, like you just can't look at the small sample size. You got to kind of believe in your, some of your priors and be willing to correct them if he done continues to suck all year long. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I, I don't even care if he sucks. If he takes off running the ball uh, all the time, he's a fantasy factor. Tim Tebow mm -hmm. sucked and he was incredible for fantasy. It doesn't matter. So uh, he also was in a brutal matchup uh, against the Browns. So yeah, I, I'm not writing off Justin Fields. I'm still very excited to play him in fantasy once he gets going. It's some news items we can burn through here. Odell Beckham limited after his shoulder popped out, quote unquote, popped out and back in early last game. But he played through that last week. So you got to assume he'll be OK. This is not his prior injury anyway. So hopefully that'll be fine. And two injuries, Pete, I'm just curious if you have any concerns on Darrell Henderson limited in practice before they're playing Arizona. Dalvin Cook limited before they play Cleveland. You have any worries about these guys? I feel like the fact that both are limited, I think, is a positive sign for them actually getting in. Yeah, I was reading the the quotes on both of those guys. I would say uh pretty feeling pretty confident that Dalvin is going to be good to go. Like you said, limited practice, the beat reporters fully expect him to play the McVay quote on Darrell Henderson was a little more shaky. He said he was back out there and that he expects him to play, but then he did add the caveat that it wasn't 100%. He wasn't hundred percent sure he was going to be good to go. So the Henderson one seems like it could be a true kind of questionable tag, but based on just where we're at, I'm guessing we get like news on it, like in the Schefter bomb overnight, as opposed to a game time decision, which would be nice because that is a 4 PM game and could really shake things up for the second half of the slate. And the last news item that I just wanted to cover, because it, it's, you know, kind of strokes something interesting in my brain, I guess. LaShawn McCoy will sign a one day contract to retire as an Eagle. And Pete, he's one of these guys that I don't think I ever had on a season long league in fantasy. And I know I didn't play him a lot in DFS, I guess, maybe besides when he signed with the Chiefs and there was a hope that he'd be useful there and he was not very useful. Uh, but did you like, do you have any of these guys that you, I guess, particularly speak to you being like, man, I just didn't get enough time with him. Like for me, I think it's LaShawn McCoy and, um, and LaDainian Tomlinson are two guys I just never had in leagues and I feel like I just completely missed out on their careers because I never had that personal investment week to week yeah I mean I have a few of these they're a little more obscure than that I mean the guy that had me so excited uh was David Wilson you remember when the Giants drafted him <laughs> yeah. in the first round he was out of Virginia Tech and just so explosive just insane speed and agility he's the guy that would do backflips in the end zone after he scored and I was just so unbelievably hyped on him and his career was uh, cut short, similar to uh, Javid Best was another one on the Lions. He was kind of like their DeAndre Swift back in the day, maybe a little uh, smaller, uh, super shifty, fast, explosive guy that then just had his career derailed by concussion. So yeah, I've fallen in love with uh, some of these rookie young running backs over the years. And you you remember how uh, how volatile and how brutal 
the game is on running back. So it's a bummer to lose those guys. Yeah, and that's why they don't get paid handsomely, even though they are going to get run into the ground when they are rookie players, as uh, Najee Harris is showing us right now with all his touches bailing out. He completely immobile, Ben Roethlisberger. But Pete, okay, so here's what I think we're going to do, because we're running short on time. We're going to have these guys on in five minutes. Rupesh and Zach Berg, two of our golden ticket winners here to do some lineups build, uh, lineup builds with us. I think I'm going to have them do numbers don't lie with us too, because I don't think we should force them to be a part of the low probability crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. think we should force them either to do that. Okay, so it's let's hard enough it. for us to get through that. No, so guys, hit the like button if you can. While Pete and I, I think, summon the spirits to help us get where we need to read the crystal ball. I, of course, have to put on my my mythical shawl. I've also got my magic cat here, who's who's going to help out um, for this process. And then I have the crystal ball here that, of course, will speak directly to me and tell me all the things that I need to know in our low probability crystal ball. And Pete, you you always commit to the bit more. So I have to let you go first and set the table. What is your low probability outcome that you could see happening this week, courtesy of our magic crystal balls? And I do just I mean, you're you're setting it up perfectly, but I do just want to make clear we are allowing our kind of crystal ball skills to expand beyond just waiver wire pickups. Uh, both of us found that fairly restricting last week. The so. crystal ball produced the show a little bit and said, Hey, maybe this is a little too esoteric. Let's try to broaden it even more given that it's esoteric enough with us dressing like some sort of mythical beings. I think. <laughs> yes. That said, I still see a lot of Ramondre Stevenson. I know he was inactive last week, but I think he's the most talented back that the team has. Make sure you pick up Ramondre Stevenson before the Sunday lock. And oh, my pretties, I'm hearing about a more famous player out there. One, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just committing to it. A more famous player than one Ramondre Stevenson, a man we've heard much about, much ado about this man's shoulder just a minute ago. But Odell Beckham Jr., he's so cheap in DFS. And the crystal ball tells me, a crystal ball that is not cheap, tells me that there will be quality coming from him this weekend. And in fact, Peter, the crystal ball is telling me as a ride or die pick, Odell Beckham top scoring wide receiver on the slate Ooh. oh my god that is incredible and spicy i can't see that anywhere in my crystal ball i need to get whatever you are putting in that ball of yours it sounds delicious all right i am looking here and i'm seeing that chuba hubbard will deliver on his promise of being 95% CMC in this high total shootout game against the Cowboys. People might be scared away by Royce Freeman or the unknown of Chuba, but I see great things in his future spags. Chuba, a very mystical sounding name and one that any crystal ball would gravitate towards, but I will go a different direction and I won't even go player-based. I will, in fact, go more on a team level. The Buffalo Bills, a 17-point favorite, the crystal ball tells me, and even though the crystal ball also goes to edgesports.com, edjsports.com, and compares lines there based on 100,000 simulations and can see that it's only a 13-point spread there, the crystal ball is telling me, hey, ignore that fantastic data. This game will be one by 25 so tease that line up according to the crystal ball because houston and davis mills will be greatly embarrassed according to the mystics out there we said we would always just make our money from our customers in strict one-to-one transactions but we have sold out here please follow footballoutsiders.com <laughs> get football outsiders plus today at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe new episodes of splash play pod <laughs> Monday, Thursday, Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Oh, and what is this I see? 
I see an Elijah Mitchell who many have forgotten in the 49ers backfield. But Trey Sermon looks so unbelievably dusty to me. I don't think Shanahan trusts him. Elijah Mitchell is going to be back this week, and he is going to take over that backfield in due order. Ooh, okay. I like that. You're giving us a freebie here. Pete's crystal ball is so generous with both plugs and information. But for my last crystal ball take, the crystal ball went quiet for a second, but now uh, the energy is filling me once more. <laughs> my crystal ball is telling me the Miami Dolphins defense is a defense that nobody's going to play, but yet they're playing the Colts, and the Colts simply can't get results against any of the defensive fronts the Dolphins run. So play your Dolphins defense. People always wonder, when will they talk more about DFS defense? And yet here we are, Pete, bringing them the crystal ball once more and the dolphins d strikes my fancy i just got a text message from my wife that says you auditioning for hocus pocus too <laughs> it is spooky season pete it <laughs> spooky is. Season. there we go all right one day we'll i will commit to this bit entirely without doing my real voice it's hard man this is a, <laughs> really we're right in your wheelhouse we're maybe not so much right in mine no it was painful for me too <laughs> Either way, guys, hit that like button if you can, whether you're watching on Pete's, Pete's channel live on the Splash Bay channel live or after the fact on either. We appreciate that support a bunch. And now, Pete, I think it's time to bring our guests on. Are they in the waiting room by any chance? They are in the waiting room. They there had to sit through that entire segment Why we did that. And I, I had to stare at them, Spags, as the producer. I could see them watching me Why we did this. <laughs> are you guys jealous you didn't get in for that bit? I think that'd be a tremendous fun for all involved, I'm sure. Yeah, the improv classes are really coming out for you there. <laughs> you know, that's uh, they're finally paying off. There. So let's introduce these two guys as we talked about here. If you give us five stars, interview an Apple podcast, you're interested to win a golden ticket to join Splash Play. And that is what happened here with Zach and Rupesh. So thank you guys for joining the show. We'll start with you, Zach, because I will say there were two different approaches in the DMs that I mentioned to Pete, where you were asking a lot of questions. You wanted to be ready for the show and good to go. Rupesh is like, just tell me where to show up and I'll be there. <laughs> it's basically the gist. So Zach, you... Do you feel ready for this moment here? Your your time here in the bright lights. And also feel free to plug whatever you want to. I don't know if you have any ventures in your life because I do know you're a little in the NFT game based on your avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I feel good. I just wanted to make sure my mic quality was uh, a little better than someone, say, like uh, David Kitchen on the Swellcast, <laughs> where he's making everybody's ears bleed. But no, no I'm ready. Uh, follow all you guys. I'm in the NFT game, DFS streets. Um, basically follow everything Pete does and you, Spags. So I'm ready to get it. All right, Zach and Rupesh, how about you? You were the one. So we didn't hear from our two real winners. Zach's name was announced on the show initially as Pete was trying to guess where the randomizer reel is going. And of course, we care. Like Zach thought he won. I, I'm not going to deprive anybody of the experience of being on this magical show of ours. But Rupesh, you were the winner. You heard a little later. You were camping, right? So how did you feel when you heard this magic moment that you get to be here on, I'm going to assume, your favorite show on the internet? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched every episode of Splash, Splash Plays and like, that was the one episode Friday night that I didn't watch because I was camping. And so I, I started listening to the Monday show and I heard, I was like, is that, is that me? Did I, did I just blow this? Uh, so like I immediately went to your DMs and uh, apologized. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad Zach uh, you know, took the advantage of the opportunity as well. Yeah, let's Zach, be people, a... people point out the XFL shirt on Zach, by the way. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, we oh. got to get the full creds for Zach on that as well. Oh, I do just right. want to say as let's use Rue Pesh's tale as a cautionary tale of what happens when you skip the show to go camping. I know everyone's <laughs> like pro outdoors and stuff, but you do plan your camping trips around this show going <laughs> forward. I'm just telling that to everyone out there. Chris Bags, I assume you'll rubber stamp this. 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm I hate the outside really generally. So I think especially <laughs> sleeping outside, like you guys have houses for a reason, is what I'd say. So yeah, avoid that if you can, and and you know, and, and make sure you're paying attention. You know, you never know when you're gonna win something on a podcast, though. I imagine if you were not interested in anything in a podcast, like by the way, you won it, that would be a pretty trippy experience as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do numbers don't lie because this is the one that I, I came came ready here, Pete. And I, I know you guys, I don't know if you guys share the same bias as Rupesh and, and Zach here, but um, there is a LaVisca Chenault one. So do you guys have any priors on LaVisca to throw into the mix? Because we all know Pete obviously has been holding that torch, that quickly dying, dampened torch for about as long as anybody can. Oh. What it, that is That was completely uncalled for. I, I mean, it was fine to call out the bias, but then you just went completely below the belt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Visca stands. I just want to make sure that these guys are good. Let's a start a wet it. dying torch. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some biases. I own Visca on a couple dynasties, a couple redrafts, and I'm I'm a sucker in DFS. I keep going back to them, but man, it's looking it's looking rough lately. It's not looking great. Yeah, no, this is showdown captain tonight, Zach. Let's do it. Buddy. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I'm Gail Brain. Uh, Rapesh, you got any Visca thoughts here before we jump into numbers don't lie? Yeah, like I, I usually don't do season long, but this year I did one FFPC league and uh, I took Visca in the fifth round. So yeah, I kind of reached a little bit. I'm sorry. But, Pete, is that an overdraft <laughs> or was that where he should have gone? Um, I just hope you didn't use my promo code when you drafted Visca. I, I, I can't have that blood on my hands. <laughs> All right, so now's the time for Numbers Don't Lie, where I will read three stats, two are true, one is a lie. Normally, it's just Pete guessing, but today he'll get some help from Rupesh and Zach here, and you guys as well in chat, feel free to chime in with your thoughts. But let's get to the first stat, and I won't even, I won't bury the lead at all here. LaVisca Chenault, is, uh, I, I don't know who wrote this. LaVisca Chenault has been a disappointment to many fantasy fans out there, whether they own a tiny helmet of his likeness or not, with just 4.3 catches per game on a lowly five air yards per target but he's somehow been even worse when facing single coverage. Visca has yet to notch a single catch versus man coverage this year, a notable difference between him and the established veteran Marvin Jones. Pete, does that sound true to you? No, I I, I feel like I'm going to see through this again because you get the pot shots in, but then it's going to be fake, and you're going to think that I wouldn't think you would do a pro Visca thing with a fake out, so I'm on to you, and I'm probably going to select that as bullshit. Zach, do you think that's true or a lie? No, I'm going to go with Pete there. All right, Rupesh, how about you? Yeah, I think I think I'm going with Pete as well. All right, well, let's see here. Let's hear the other ones out. Maybe one of them will strike your fancy more. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have historically been elusiveness monsters with both over a 35% avoided tackle rate this year. But Hunt is an even stranger company atop the yards after contact rankings. Hunt's 4.1 yards after content are to- after contact are tops amongst regular running backs. Right alongside with him, that got, uh, one guy who has 4.1 yards after contact as well, a man who was the bane of many fantasy managers last year, the Raiders' Peyton Barber. So, Rupesh, I'll ask you first, has been a guy who's looked good so far this year, or at least as far as we know. Does it sound viable that Peyton Barber could be there in yards after contact right, right atop everybody alongside Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I think I've seen something like this on Twitter recently, so I think that's true. Zach, how about you? Yeah, there's one outlier performance last week. I don't know if it's it's going to hold up just after one week of data. It sounds a little high, but just after one week, I could favor that. Um, I'm going to go. I'm I'm just going to say no because I don't believe in Peyton Barber at all. I don't think he has much talent. So I'm just going to side on uh, side on the side of caution. Say so are probably you, not true. Are you no on the first two. What? No. Okay. I was a no. Yeah, I was a no on the Visca. I didn't believe that. And then now Peyton Barber, yards after contact. No, so what, two of these that. are going to be true, Zach. So you got to update accordingly as we go. But right now you're feeling like neither is ringing those bells. So that's fair. Pete, yes. Do you, do you think this one sounds true? This one sounds true to me. Peyton okay. Barber's 
Peyton Barber's the truth. I heard uh, <laughs> NBC Sports Edge's John Daigle compare his patience to Le'Veon Bell's, so I think the hype is real. All right, here's one more. The last part of numbers don't lie. There are two unsurprising people at the top of the target per route percentages with Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup leading the way for receivers regularly running routes. But one guy who doesn't make sense amongst that group is former splash play mascot Robbie Anderson. He's been targeted just behind Adams and Cup with 30% targets per route run, despite notching just 1.7 catches per game so far. So, Zach, now you've heard all of them. So, I'll, I'll, Pete, Pete's a veteran here. He's already made his guess. Which one of these is, uh, I guess, the lie and which two are true i think i think the second one was peyton barber or uh, uh the first one with lavisco was a lie um i can change my can i change my stance on the peyton barber one yeah if you I, think the lavisco yeah. one's a lie that's the one that matters yeah i think visco's a lie for sure because nobody beats visca <laughs> in single coverage I and mean, it's visca you know roll the clip but right. um i also i also think the last one's a lie too i know robbie's <laughs> been a pretty big disappointment all right rupesh how about you which one is a lie can, can you repeat the Robbie Anderson one again? Robbie Anderson right behind Devontae Adams at Cooper Cup and targets per route run. Um, Robbie Anderson would then have a 30% target per route run rate uh, despite having only 1.7 catches per game. Yeah, I think he's running a, a lot of routes this year and not exactly racking up the targets. So I'm going to go with that one. Is a right, lie. Which yeah. one is a lie? So I think it... If I if I were just detaching names from all of these things, I think I would be with Rupet. That one seems weird to me, the Robbie Anderson one. But because I know how much you like to fuck with me and play these mind games, I'm sticking with Visca. So Visca has, in fact, not caught a single pass against man coverage. That oh. one is true. This Rupesh is, is right. Robbie Anderson is not getting targeted at all. In fact, let me pull up the number here. But I can't put these on the sheet, by the way. So this is why sometimes I look underprepared because I don't want to spoil it for Pete in case he looks at the sheet. Robbie Anderson is being targeted 6.6% of the time he's on the field for a snap. He's also being targeted 10% of the time he's running a route. So, in fact, he would be there amongst such luminaries as Gabriel Davis, uh, Devontae Booker, Zay Jones, Robbie Anderson, uh, falling out of favor, Pete. For our guy, who was a mascot for us, and I feel like we just need to update our mascots by the week because these guys do not have much staying power. Yeah, uh, I'm still so shook by this, and now the fact that you got in the dig at Visca and it's true, <laughs> and you like you didn't have to mention the tiny helmet in there. I know you were so satisfied with yourself when you made that little aside. You were just gritting ear to ear as you wrote that, and I hate that. I was a big fan. You know, look, I, I feel like you, there's only so many tiny helmets out, tiny helmets out there to go to. And that's the Visca one, the most famous of the tiny helmets. So that's the one thing you have going for your Visca helmet. Yeah. You know, they say world's tiniest violin. And now I have my world's tiniest little helmet here <laughs> over in, on Visca Island. So it wouldn't be a splash play if we didn't have people on the show and immediately make them compete for our love. So Rupesh, Zach, I told you guys, I think both in general, I might've told Zach more. So sorry, Rupesh, but <laughs> jumping in here, we're going to have you guys both build a showdown lineup for us, I guess, really for our oh, showdown or main slate. Uh, do showdown. Let's do showdown. First okay. So we can do our ride or die picks. Yeah. Um, so what they're going to do is they're both going to build a showdown lineup. And Pete, I, I feel like the explanation you gave me, I'm going to try to repeat it and hopefully it makes sense, but they're going to go pick by pick. So, if Rupesh goes first, I guess we could say that he's he's the one who actually won a ticket, so let's have him go first. He picks a guy. Zach then can't pick that guy, right? Yeah, and I, I stole this format from Smiz. He does the cage match format with his guests, but we're going to do it here for Rupesh and Zach. And so this will even be tighter than it is for main slate, where there's way more options. I think on this showdown slate, you're going to be uh, put into some tough decisions. So I am going to get a couple lineups pulled up here on the screen. Do you guys have uh, DraftKings showdown lineup pulled up on your end? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, sweet. There you go. They came ready. Thank God. Thank God. I was <laughs> it was tough actually preparing people for the show that is wildly unprepared if you guys can't tell at home. No, uh Spags, <laughs> you do a great job preparing for this show. Um, I, I try. So, I try. All right. So I'm gonna pull up just so the listeners and viewers at home can follow along. I'm gonna have two lineups here. So all as you guys say your picks, I'll update uh these lineups for you so we can get uh, a read on who's still available. So did Spags, did we figure out who gets to go first here? Yeah, let's go Rupesh going first. So who's your number one overall pick for the Thursday night football showdown build? Of course, the illustrious Jags. Hang on, Spags, one more rules thing we need okay. to hammer out. Uh, if someone takes a captain, is that player still eligible in the other person's flex? Like Joe yes. Burrow captain, Joe Burrow flex is still. I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah. All right. All right. Who's up first? Rupesh, who is okay. your number one overall pick? All right, uh, so I don't have to pick a captain, right? Just any, anyway. No, you go wherever you want to. Yeah. Though it might be more plus EV to take the captain first, so Zach can't get him. There's a lot of strategy. There's layers upon layers. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is this is going to be uh, pretty bad, but I'm going to go with the value play in uh, Auden Tate in the fall. <sighs> right wow. off the bat, right. Four hundred dollar first pick. I love it. <laughs> All right, so Auden Tate here. It's over to Zach. Uh, was Auden Tate on your radar, Zach? Oh, yeah, he is. Um, if you throw him at captain, you can really jam in all the, quote, studs this week. It's gross, but uh, shout out to Ian Harditz. That's his boy, Auden Tate, <laughs> really popping. Well, you still can put him on captain per our rules that we just established. I can still put him in the flex if he has him at captain. No, he put him at flex, right? Oh, he put him yep. at flex. Yeah, oh. yeah. So you, if you use him, at, he would have to be at captain. Ah, jeez. Well, considering I can't jam all the studs since we're going back and forth picks, I'm probably going to go a different route. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put our boy Jamar, captain. Oh, I love it. I love that pick. That's that's the one that I want. Jamar has been a monster against both man and zone. As you might be able to tell from the numbers don't lie, I put in man and zone coverage into my sheet this week, feeling pretty good about it. And uh, Jamar Chase is an absolute monster who's going to thrive with no T. Higgins. So I think Zach wins already for me, but we can keep going. <laughs> oh, wow. Zach's wow. already shutting it down. Uh, Sorry, Rupesh. I, I, like, I like both you guys, but I got to be honest, the Jamar Chase thing that just got my loins going. Wow. Uh, I understand. Rupesh, I'm not throwing in the towel on you. <laughs> Thanks for believing me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Captain Joe Mixon. All right. Ooh, okay. So we're going a little more defensive-minded game here. Is Rupesh, do you have any sort of logic with that one? Because I know sometimes we talk about the correlations for showdowns, and it is tough to correlate with RB captain. Are you going more for the the floor here with going with Mixon at captain? Yeah, I just I mean he's getting so many touches and this should be an easy one for the Bengals to win. You know, I think he has a good shot at like 25 carries in this. All right, fair yeah. enough. That's good logic. I was saying I was uh looking at the uh the sim results too uh over on Run the Sim seeing Mixon appearing right now in 17% of lineups as the winning captain across the sim. So a pretty solid bet there by Rupesh. Yeah, probably a little bit under own too. So keep that in mind as well. If you are playing some Joe Mixon captain and want to get a little bit different. Actually, no, he's projected by Osmo to be the top top owned captain, which surprises me. Mm -hmm. Um either way, Zach, it's your pick. So who do you want? I'll uh, stack Jamar up with uh, Burrow. Just get that out of the way. If he's a fundamentally the sound lineup, Zach, you're speaking speaking my language here. Just keep it in your pants over there, Zach. <laughs> fundamentally sound lineup. Look, you're playing the wide receiver at captain. You got to play the QB in there. These are the things people sometimes miss. Do it on a fantasy cruncher level when you're making your lineups and then and sort them out. That's how the big boys get in the top 35 in the Millie Maker feed. Right. Just to balance things out, no matter what Rupesh says here, I'm going to just be in awe of the pick. Rupesh, what do you want? 
All right, uh, let's go with Visca. I gotta, oh. gotta, keep, gotta keep Pete on, on my team. <laughs> Are you tanking? Are you tanking for the? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! What an incredible pick! Oh, just a structurally sound pick. The game theory is just so dialed in. Incredible. Uh, if job, you man. want two point five fantasy points tonight, play. Visca <laughs> Get out of here. All right, Zach, you're up. Who do you want? Uh, I'm gonna go with the deep threat. I'm gonna go. Uh, well, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. You took this guy. I'm just going to go with DJ. DJ Chark. It's a little leverage against your opponent's play. We know that well on this show. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. takes just takes one long one to outscore Visca's total game points. So we'll get there. There we go. Cincinnati also a zone-heavy team. DJ Chark has two of his touchdowns this year against the zone. All right. Back to Rupesh here. Three more slots to fill. All right. Um, let's go with. Let's just go with Tyler Boyd. All right. I like it. Good leverage Little, on Captain Jamar Chase. Yeah, you guys are just crowbarring each other back and <laughs> forth with this leverage. <laughs> Which is really what we wanted here. We wanted it to be like, I don't know if you guys have watched this yet, the show Squid Game on Netflix that I, I'm a big fan of, but just put people in competition and I mean hopefully less death, I guess, when we do this on the show would be the goal. You just you're just grinding what did you say, Nickelodeon? No, on Netflix. It's the Netflix, most popular okay. Netflix show ever, I guess, according you know to the global m- numbers. But if, in America as well, like the English dub version is pretty good. Uh, we watch the subtitle version. But, you know, either way, Squid Game, highest recommendation for me. There you go. All right. Back to Berg. All right. Well, I can't go on because you took him at, uh, at Flex. I would have saved up a bunch of salary. I'm going to stack up uh, McPherson, the kicker, also, and mm-hmm. continue with the Bengals. Onslaught attempt. I like it. Kickers always, uh, as uh, my good friend Alex Baker, better known as Awesome, always says, kickers undervalued in showdowns. Great floor. Zach's lineup continues to be one of the best lineups I've ever seen built by a guest <laughs> on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rupesh, it's back to you. All right, so I've got a decent amount of salary. Um, all right, I'm going to go with uh, Marvin Jones. Okay, all right. Interesting. Marvin Jones. Like I should say, interesting. <laughs> if Zach would have made that, would have had your shirt off. He's leading the team in every relevant fantasy production metric, and then poor Rupesh makes it. And you're like, interesting. <laughs> I know it does. It does feel like I, like Rupesh and I had some beef that I didn't even know. I apologize. Uh, I, I didn't ask enough questions. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back, back to Zach. To Who do you want? Well, it's going to be really hard to grab somebody I want if I want to try to jam in James Robinson because that takes up way too much salary. And who was your last pick, Rupesh? Uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, Marv. Um, I don't know. CJ Uzoma's usage hasn't been great. I think his prop is like 20-something yards. don't love that. Um, if I throw in Carlos Hyde, that leaves what? Oh, that leaves everybody. I like that. Um, I'll I'll just throw in Carlos Hyde as hopefully uh, getting a goal line plunge kind of dart throw. I know the Bengals have been pretty stout against the run, but uh, if I could, I'd jam James Robinson, but I, that's going to leave me with nothing. Really dumpster diving at the bottom. Okay. Go to, the, go to the second running back. Never a bad move, I'd say. I was gonna. I was waiting for you to cream your pants over that. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, I probably would have taken Trevor Lawrence just to take him off the board and, and fuck over Rupesh. But I guess Rupesh probably can't get there anyway, so it might not matter. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, he can get there. Oh, can he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he can. Oh. Yeah, he can easily get there. Well, that's unfortunate. 
So yeah, this is uh, I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence and you know pair him up with Visca and Marvin Jones and hopefully Shark uh, you know duds. I like this so, lineup. So I would say I, I do think Rupesh like there's some connectivity there. I would say though you know if you're gonna have the two pass catchers with the QB, I would want one of the pass catchers to be a captain or the QB to be a captain just for correlation. So oh that's. Oh my god, this guy. I'm just, I'm just, this guy's hiding <laughs> for second. Thirty people. We're trying to one put more meat on the bone for these segments so we can make clips. So I'm trying to give something here. Dual focus is going on. No, I actually. I, I'll, I'll push back on it. I mean, I think both ways are fine, but you can see the narrative story in this one where Cincy is up big early all on the back of Mixon, and then Trevor Lawrence is just chucking it in garbage time. The lineup does tell a story, and I'm sorry, Rupesh, for, for not hearing your story. I can't well believe about how much I have to keep defending Rupesh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate it, for sure. <laughs> all right, Zach, who's the final pick for you? Well, I'm just going to take the highest projected. Uh, James Robinson, I guess I'm going to go with the gross 3-3 build with two Jaguars running backs. Um, he was pretty active in the passing game last week in catch-up mode. Just going to hope for more of the same here. I actually think this is probably a pretty contrarian team you could toss into some oh, yeah. bigger stuff. I'm yeah. big contrarian canary here. I love this stuff. <laughs> there I'm we curious go. who the YouTube chat thinks has the better lineup. Like, am I am I wrong? Like, am I... I, I want some. I want the wisdom of the crowd here. If you can tell us in the chat who's lineup you like better, Zach or Rupesh. And actually, you know what, uh, Pete, are you up to put in give give one of these guys ten dollars each? Let's give them twenty bucks for who has the better lineup. Can you imagine if I just on the show said no after you asked me that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I, how about this? I will. Uh, and actually, we need to talk about this bags now that I've gotten the uh, the merch going in my store. We do have the defunct. Uh, or not? Sorry, oh yeah, we can move. Fun. Yeah, we can move it over to your store. We can move it over there. Yeah. I was gonna say we'll do. Uh, we'll get you guys a the winner a, a gift card to the store, and we'll get the splash play merch up over there as well. Right on. There you go. Or you could take some deposit kingdom stuff, I guess, if you want to be a basic bitch. You know, <laughs> go just bags just coming after everything. I think I know, honestly, I Pete, I think it might be me and you are the only people in the world who have splash play merch. If I had to guess, <laughs> I legitimately like my splash play hoodie. I, I think the logo looks good on white. Um, so we'll we'll get that up and running again here. All right, a couple votes here for Rupesh. So I don't know if they're just going against me to be hurtful because um, that sometimes does happen in YouTube chats, but it, it, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, Auden Tate just unlocks everything else, I think. Um, yeah. So I got lucky having the first pick, I think. All right, so there you go. So I guess uh, we'll see if there are any more votes that come in here and then we'll we'll make the, the ruling accordingly. But Pete, and I guess also Rupesh and Zach, let's do a ride or die pick for this one too because we got to do that and we'll then we'll do our, our main slate build and we'll get through with the show and everybody can get on with their lives. But Jacksonville, 19.3 implied points. Cincinnati, 26.8 implied points. The books line has this as minus eight. Edge Sports with their 100,000 simulations also has it at minus eight. But they do think that the over is more appealing here. They have it as a 48-point line. Books have it at 46. Given all that information, uh, Pete actually set the table for rider die picks. I'm sure these guys know, but for the people out there. Yeah, we get we give a, a hot take captain here. You get 10 points, and maybe we'll keep a, a running tally for the listener score uh, this year when you guys come on the show and make your picks. I do think I, I love the Jamar Chase uh, one. I do think that's going to probably end up being maybe the trendy contrarian captain uh, after his big game. So I'll zigzag, and I'll go with uh, Tyler Boyd as my uh, winning captain tonight without T Higgins. Okay. And I'm just going to take Jamar chase because I think that's the best play. And I've been pretty, pretty overt about that one. So now guys, Zach and Rupesh, I'll let, uh, well, Rupesh went first in that one. So Zach, you can go first, take our sloppy seconds down that we've chosen the two good Bengals receivers. Um, I'm going to go with, I think he, the four, two stack um, with the Jaguars underdogs is going to take down the, 
take down the Millie tonight if there is a Millie. And uh, the two Jaguars are going to be DJ Chark and James Robinson. Okay. I mean, that's a very specific one. I'll, I'll take it. I feel like that's a 10-pointer. He's basically giving out a whole lineup. I think, <laughs> I think that's a 20-pointer because he got he snuck to it. But those don't exist. So, yeah. unfortunately, it's a 10-pointer. Uh, Rufesh, right, how about you? Uh, I'll stick with my lineup and say Mixon and the captain. <laughs> I like it. You got to correlate all of your splash play action. I dig it. <laughs> Old chalk donkey Rufesh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you go. So those are the ride or die picks from Pete, myself, Zach, and Rupesh. So uh, guys, let's get a plug for you guys out there. We could, You could also hang out to do the Sunday uh, main slate build as well. But uh, I guess Rupesh, I'll ask you first. Anything that you want to plug, anything you're working on, if you just want people to follow you on Twitter, feel free to throw it out there. Uh, yeah, my my Twitter handle is rocket r o q q e t, and uh, uh, you know I'll, I'll plug my uh, my employer, Vision Radiology. I'm wearing their shirt actually. Stay Shout rad. out Vision Radiology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of hospital administrators watching this uh, right now, and um, you know if you, if you all of those guys that are watching, if you need a teleradiology uh, service, check out Vision. Do you have a promo code for? Uh, yeah, it's promo code Pete. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, you're, you're probably like one week away from getting on a thumbnail here for Pete's show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, how about you? Anything you want to plug or just say, I know you're, you're a dad, you got kids. I feel like if you want to promote them and just say like, hey, they're pretty cool. Go check them yeah. out. Oh, don't put words <laughs> in his mouth for his plug. Like, let him do his own plug. Yeah, keep keep the comments nice, you know, father or two. I don't want to I don't want any of the negative comments coming back at me. But uh, no, you can follow me on uh, follow me on Twitter at MF underscore Berg. I'm usually just tilting DFS, NFL, PGA, college and the NFT streets. Um, nothing pump, really big. Pump your pump your favorite NFT right now. Oh, right now. Um, I got this really cheap one. Giraffes at the bar that I like just because I think the project's cool. Floor nice. is 0.02 ETH. Come in, sweep up that floor. Um, <laughs> if not, get on the. Uh, Get on over to the owners club, hammer that out. That's fun as shit. Those guys over there just know what they're doing. It's like having a lot of fun doing that. So check that out if you haven't had the chance. Pete, are you familiar with the giraffes? I feel like you should pull up uh, Zach's Twitter real fast. So you can see this giraffe because he's a very edgy giraffe. I'm going to tell uh, you about. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with the owners club. I was not familiar with the drafts, but now I'm seeing it here. I mean, oh, wow. Look at this. Yeah, if Hang you can on. pull him up on the screen, I mean, he's got fiery eyes. He's got a blue tongue. He's buying the dip. I mean, this giraffe, this is the kind <laughs> yeah, of giraffe you see in a dark alley. You're going the other way, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this guy hits on your girl, W-Y-D. <laughs> I got to ask. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, so there you go. So make sure you follow those guys, and we appreciate them being on the show. And let's hang out and do the Sunday uh, Sunday main slate lineup, uh, of course, because that is the final staple here, and we can all take a pick and feel good about ourselves. No competition here. Now it's about rebuilding the relationship that Rupesh and I have damaged so deeply yeah. over the last half hour. It's nice to get on the same squad here after all that division. All right, I'm going to take the first pick here, and I, I did kind of plant my flag for this guy in the crystal ball segment, or I guess the crystal ball planted the flag for me. I think Odell Beckham is going to be a millionaire maker winning receiver this week, so I want to put him in as the first pick overall here. All right, that's your that's your hot take tonight. Mm-hmm. He's been, he had 150 air yards last week with a popped out shoulder. I just feel like that's something that we don't talk about enough. If a guy's breaking the air yards model with a shoulder that's not functioning properly, just just play him. That's what I'll always do. All right. All right, who do you want to go to next? Pete, do you want to go or do you want to pass it to one of us? Uh, no, Zachary I'll go Rupes? last. I want these guys to to get the good stuff here. Uh, okay. All right, who got the first pick in the uh, – Rupesh got it, so let's yeah. go – we'll go uh, Zach here. Um, 
All right. I like uh, the best game environment of the week or the chalk game environment. It's probably going to be Dallas and uh, Carolina. Um, Robbie hasn't been very nice, so I don't, I don't see any problems with hammering and uh, DJ Moore into our wide receiver position also. Let's do it. I like that one. I like the mid-tier receiver this week is kind of tasty looking, I feel like, overall. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But Rupesh, where do you want to go? Do you want a wide receiver or you want to go somewhere else? Um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, why don't we do a mini correlation with Odell and use up a bunch of salary and go with uh, Justin Jefferson. Ooh, Ooh, I like okay. it. Spicy. Coming off the big week, so maybe that ownership spikes up a little, but he, he probably deserves as much as anybody. He's over, averaging over 20. Didn't realize that. Let's, um, I mean, if we're doing, hmm, you know what? I, I'm going to let someone else make the uh, the QB decision here. I, I, I won't do that to anyone. I'm going to put in, uh, I think I picked him on the Swellcast lineup yesterday, but he still uh, feels way underpriced to me. We had Dan Campbell today on the record saying that they want to get him even more involved and that he's done everything that they wanted him to do with his touches and they want to get him more. So I'll put DeAndre Swift in. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um, I will, you know what? I'll I'll take the QB decision here just because I feel like these guys could then pick somebody more fun. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say because these guys might fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> also that, obviously, I, I just want the lineup to reflect what I really feel now. Um, I think for me, I will say, you know what? I'll say Baker as the QB. I think Kirk Cousins is also fine here, but Cleveland's defense showed a little bit of the scariness that I think we thought they would have come into the season. So I'll go Baker there. Um, Zach, I think you're up. Who do you want? Um, what do we have for running back value here? Um, how much do we have left per person? So we're at 44. Let's just put in a placeholder defense in like the mid twos. Um, what do we want to put in? I'll just put in like, I'll put in Falcons at home versus Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Uh, that's fine. So that gives us 5,200. Um, so if we go down at tight end, you're, you're still looking at decent options for running back and flex. Right on. Um, I was going to bring up Antonio Gibson, but I just saw that he's he's nursing some sort of injury lately, and then obviously that wouldn't mesh well with the Falcons' defense. Um, we can yeah, change was, the defense, but yeah, the injury yeah, right. stuff there is a little concerned. Right. Um, Zach Moss, not a bad, not a bad idea. Gigantic favorite, a lot of touchdown equity. Yeah, there's a lot of touchdown equity, but if you don't, trust don't that, let Spag steal your pick. <laughs> I'm never. <laughs> just I, trying no. to help. <laughs> I'm not playing Zach Moss. Um, oh. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have too much Devin Singletary to want to play Zach Moss, so I'm That's a little biased. <laughs> um, we already have uh, uh, DJ Moore. Maybe we can make a bet on that game itself going off and throw Chuba Hubbard in there also. It. Please call him Chuba. Or, Chuba, or sorry. Twitter sorry, yeah. will get so mad at you, trust yeah, me. Please, guys, father of two, please. <laughs> I like how you are so worried that the trolling is going to be so vile that your children might be scarred from it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to see that giraffe and they're going to know this is not a man that I want to cross. This is true. All right, Rupesh, who do you want here? Do you want to take a not so sexy tight end or a much sexier flex? Yes. I was thinking uh tight end, you know, maybe save some salary do another mini correlation and uh, go with Cole Komet. Oh, let's do it. Ooh. Okay. The <laughs> room impressed by just saying Cole Komet's name. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to give me 6,700 to do something dangerous. Um, I believe if we want to just keep going mini correlation on mini correlation, <laughs> we need uh, a Dallas Cowboy. And it just so happens that CD oh, Lamb snugly fits. Why are you crying? <laughs> Oh, uh, he's due, I think, after Monday. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I already, I already moved on. I forgot that you tied for a second with 300 other people. My bad. 30 other people, Pete. It would have been a fantastic, would have been bigger than any of your quote unquote banks. Yeah. Your <laughs> banks. Maybe you should start begging your fans not to dupe you as much. I mean, 30 times. Good God, Specs. <laughs> Uh, you know, it looked lower on the ownership projections. That's what <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm yeah. tossing this in the Millie maker. All right. There we go. So, and obviously if this wins, uh, we will split it 50, 50 and Zach and Rupesh will get the privilege of being a part of that lineup. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if Sounds this fair. wins, I will sweep the floor on the giraffes at the bar. Oh yeah. I'll win the, I'll win the uh, Wrangler uh, free roll with this lineup. There you, uh, go. there you go. It's not, it's the, um, Five-hour energy free roll. This oh, well, that's my mistake. My yes. mistake. <laughs> All right, so that's everything we had on the docket today. So I feel like I'm going to give you guys the floor one more time. Rupesh, we could start with you. Of course, we appreciate you being our first golden ticket winner on the show. And if you want to join Rupesh and Zach, it's this magical experience that we had here on Thursday shows. We're going to be doing it moving forward. So leave us five stars and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll draw again tomorrow. We still have one golden ticket pending for Chris Kennessy out there. So Chris, fellow Chris, if you could hear me, please come do the show. We, we need you. We need you desperately. But Rupesh, please say whatever you want, uh, pre preferably. Not you know, whatever you want. Don't get us Zach, canceled. One of us has that job here. Yeah, and Zach has two kids who might be a little <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah, uh, yeah, just thanks for having me on, guys. This was the highlight of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to continue win Millie Makers, as I've done multiple times last year. Yeah, you are I mean, look, there's no there. better experience than coming on a show and having a host be needlessly mean to you <laughs> while touting the other guy who's doing the show, too. Zach, how about you? Anything you want to say here to close us out? No, uh, thanks for having me on also. I think I'd get in some pretty big trouble if I said this was the highlight of my life, considering I have, you know, two kids. So. Well, we know. <laughs> it's top <laughs> no. three. I think we know now. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, it's top five. I'll give it top five. But no, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Awesome. Thank you guys for being the first guest. We'd really appreciate you guys being the guinea pigs for this one. This is a lot of fun. You guys were the best people, I think, to do this with. So thank you both. It's Rube, Hesh, and Zach. Uh, make sure to follow them. You heard the Twitters before, but uh, Zach is at MF underscore Berg. Rupesh, one more time. What's the Twitter? It's uh, Rocket, R-O-Q-Q-E-T. All right, there you go. And Vision Radiology, right? Yep. <laughs> there we go. Vision Radiology, promo code Pete. Go check them out. Pete, <laughs> any plugs for you coming up here? I, uh, I am going to do a showdown cram tonight at uh, 7.30 Eastern. So if you guys want to, uh, wow, Zach just. Oh, so, he's got out. two kids, man. He's got a good <laughs> It's like, God, he's like, I've, I've spent so much of my life listening to Peter plug his own shit. I don't need to do this anymore. Uh, sorry, Zach. Yeah, I'm doing a show at 7.30. It's fine. Just relax. Uh, but yeah, check out a uh, follow-up Peter Overset tomorrow. I'm doing Splash with Pete. Right before that, I'll be doing a show for Football Outsiders with Scott Spratt doing our, our fantasy breakdown there. So you can get two hours straight of me if that's something that you want to choose in your life. So please do that. Follow at Chris Fax, follow at Peter Overset, follow at Splash Play Pod because we follow you back on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern. Our guest, Sal Vetri, the great Sal Vetri coming back. So we're going to get that YouTube bump from our boy Sal. So come join us then. We, we appreciate you guys and good luck. See ya. Thank <music> you.